Welcome to our community, friends. I am thrilled, thrilled that you are here with us. The shout out this week goes to the power of our tribes, the power of our tribes. I was watching this Dolly Parton documentary last night on Netflix. Oh, God bless Dolly Parton. She really is what America needs. If you don't like Dolly Parton, I don't know if we can be friends. As a little girl, my aunt and uncle loved Dolly Parton and they would always go to Dolly World. And it was like my dream to go to Dolly World. <laughs> you guys remember Dolly World? Well, anyway, in this documentary, they were talking about the story about how she got to where she is and her teaming up with Jane Fonda, Lily Thompson for nine to five. You guys remember that movie? It's the eighties classic about women coming into the workforce. And the major theme throughout this documentary on Dolly Parton's life was community over competition. My friend, here is the courage to put the ask out to a member of your tribe, to make the introduction, to give you advice, to collaborate, because that's where the magic is. So get out of your damn head on the fact that they will judge you, that they'll say no, that they'll think you're needy. No, no, no. Put the ask out there, my friend. Community over competition. And speaking of that, I want to welcome you to this community. I am thrilled that between doing all the damn things, being all the damn places, you showed up for you. And that is really damn cool. To any of my new tribe members, welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope that you heard of this community through a friend. I hope that you came to us through one of these beautiful speaking engagements in corporate America. I hope that uh, that you found us through a really cool way, and I'm happy that you are here. My name is Megan Miller. I'm an intentional living expert that is passionately focused on linking arms and building this tribe for the high-performing go-getter who feels like they are living to make it to Friday, are exhausted, have these inner gut whispers that they know that their life was meant for more, and they don't know where to start. And you and I, my friend, we're talking about these micro steps for putting attention to intention so you stop sleepwalking through life, you stop living on autopilot, you stop having circumstance behind the driver's wheel of your life, and you start showing up with inspiration, fulfillment, and passion, and you have a life that you can't wait to wake up to, not one that you need to run away from. I'm here to tell you, my friends, it does exist, and you are in, the con you are in control of gifting that to yourself. Welcome to Putting Attention to Intention. So if you are like me, I feel like there is 75 tabs open in my brain at any given time, <laughs> any given time. And then it's kind of like bouncing back and forth through it all. Do you guys remember the um, Atari game as a kid? And it would kind of be like, bing, bong, bing, 
bong, bing bong. That is my head at, at all times from the moment I wake up until I go to bed. <laughs> Anybody with me? Did you know? Did you know that the average person has between 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts in a day? And guess how many of those thoughts are hardwired to be negative? 80, eight, zero. That is correct, my friend. So I say that to say, if that asshole in your head is chirping negative shit to you all day long, I want you to know that you are not alone. Contrary to popular belief in these masks that we're all hiding behind, the person that you think has it all together, that asshole is chirping to them just as loud as it's chirping to you. Did you know that I I was listening to this um, documentary about, um, oh my God, now Mr. Rogers, about Mr. Rogers, and they found some of his old journals. And he, these the words that he was writing in these journals about not feeling like he was worthy enough, that he was good enough. This is from the man that told us how to love ourselves. J-Lo. J-Lo. Yes, the billionaire, entrepreneur, singer, dancer, skincare owner. Now, she has publicly said that she wonders when she gets up on stage, can I do this? Will I suck? Will they boo me? Who am I to do this? So if Mr. Rogers and J-Lo feel this way, my friend. You have every way to feel this way as well. You are not alone. But here's the really cool thing. We can change this. We can change how we talk to ourselves, although we're never taught how to do it, which I think is so interesting to me that in the school system, you know, when I was coming up, God, that makes me sound so old. When I was growing up, we were taught home ec. Boy, that's sewing. That's really taught me well. Why didn't we ever teach about the the power of our thoughts and these conversations that we have with ourselves? Because you can spend your whole life running from you. I know I did for a long time. So we can rewire these conversations that we have with ourselves, these thoughts. And we once thought that the brain stopped growing with elasticity. And we now know that it doesn't. So I say that to say, I don't care what age you are. You can hop right back in the driver's seat of your life at any given time. What has been a struggle for me and in our household right now in this working from home environment? You know, I always went into an office, so there was a clear line of turning it off. Remember, Anyone remember back before we had cell phones like people couldn't reach you if you weren't at the office and we still got shit done. Isn't it so interesting that in our world of constant access, there is no you can't reach me till I'm at the office. Right. We text each other. We teams chat. We send the emails at any given time. There's no clear line of working and non-working anymore. So in our household, it is like clockwork. You could put a camera in here when we are both home and you would see Michael's making dinner. How blessed I am. Hashtag angel of mine. And I'm in my office yelling downstairs. 
five more minutes. It's always five. I just feel like that is a nice roll off the tongue. And it's never five minutes. It's never five minutes. Then I walk downstairs when I eventually get to it. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, because I think I can just do one more thing, cross one more thing off my task list. And mentally, I'm still thinking about all these things for work. All I've had to do is walk down a flight of steps. So I have had no time to really decompress, you know, those those car commute times, how beautiful they were. We never really appreciated them in the moment, but it gave you time to put off the hat that you were wearing for work and put on the hat that you needed to wear for your family. And now there's no clear line on that. Yeah. And so the other day I just like was feeling so guilty because I thought to myself, you know, I am working all damn day long, all all damn day. From the moment I get up, really, you know, and, and even into the evening. And my husband does not get the attention that he deserves from me. And it's just not fair. And it's just not right. Like, I can't even sit and be present at this table with this man that I love dearly because I am thinking about all these other things for work. And for and for what? Because I I fear I fear that someone will get mad at me or that someone will not think that I'm good enough. Well, here I have the greatest gift of all my partner in life. And this man that I love dearly, doesn't he deserve the even just the same amount of attention that I give to customers in my life? Now, it's so interesting. I was just talking to a girlfriend about this the other day about how the people in our life that are closest to us and nearest to us and that we love the most, they always see the worst of us, don't they? Here's a story for you. So I don't clean. I, you know, cooking and cleaning, it's just never been my forte. I tried, I tried for a long time. It just was never my thing. And now that I have embraced it, it kind of feels pretty free. So we were both traveling a couple weeks ago And I'm on my hands and knees. And so this is quite a strange sight to see the girl that never cleans. I'm on my hands and knees cleaning the floor because the dog sitter was coming over and I didn't want her to think we're complete slobs. And Michael turns to me and he says the most profound thing ever. He's like, you know, Meg, it's really interesting to me that you are choosing to clean for the dog sitter, but yet you won't clean for the people that live in the house. I thought, you know what? That's a fair point. We will do more for strangers because we don't want them to judge us than we would for the people that truly love and care about us the most. So let me go back. Let me backtrack to these thoughts I was having the other day about wanting to really be present with my husband at the dinner table. And how many of you are like that? You feel like you're not present with your kids. You're not present with your partner. You're not present even just with yourself at the dinner table. If you're by yourself, how many of you grab the phone and you're scrolling social feeds while you're eating? Not not even giving yourself a moment to even digest and, and truly taste the food. We hear these buzzwords all the time. We live in a world that loves a buzzword, don't we? Self-care, burnout, recovery, be present, be in the moment. 
Well, how the hell do you do that? In a world where we're going 80 miles per hour, how in the hell am I supposed to be present in this moment? And so I want to share with you a few micro steps that I've put in place over the past several weeks that I feel have made me more present in how I want to show up for those I love the most in my life. You ready for it? One, I put a stop time in my calendar. Now, let me say this. I I, I do this when I'm home. So for those of you that are traveling uh, for work, it's so much harder to do these things when you're away. And I completely get this. So I say all that to say, try what works for you in your life and leave the rest behind. So this is for when I am home. I will say to myself, okay, by 530, you need to be wrapped up. I'm talking to-do list put away, notes in place, and ready to walk away. And I set that intention in the morning, and it's in my calendar. I set in the morning, when do I need to be wrapped up so that I can fully have everything put away here in this office so that I can go downstairs and not feel like I'm flying downstairs, but go downstairs and be present with my husband. Someone tries to put something in my calendar at that time, sorry. It'll need to wait till tomorrow. That's number one, putting the stop time in your calendar, putting intention to when you want to stop putting it in your calendar. Two, I was finding even with my phone on silent and I would hide it behind my screen so I wouldn't see it. I found I found that I was still picking it up to do, I don't know, something so stupid. And then 15 minutes later, I'd be scrolling social feeds. So no wonder I wasn't getting my shit done in a day. I was always saying I have no time. Isn't it interesting that that's always like your knee jerk reaction to the shit that you don't want to do? You're always like, I have no time. But yet you will make time for things that are important to you. Right. So then I would spend an hour really minimally, minimally when I when I think about it, scrolling the scrolling social feeds throughout the day. So my social notifications are off. Oh, I have to tell you, that has been a game changer. I highly recommend just starting with one app, starting with one app. It'll change the game when you pick up the phone and there's not a full page of notifications staring back at you or you hear the constant ding during the day. Ding, 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 ding. I don't care if you are the most focused person. That shit will distract you. There's that. And then the second thing, that I did, I put the phone in a desk drawer that I have to physically get up and walk to. And it has been a game changer. Something that small, that stupid has been a game changer because it's not my phone isn't within reach. So I find that I'm getting more shit done because I'm actually focused on the work in front of me. And here's what I recommend. You need to do some, I don't know, some creative work, whether that's writing something or something that you need to get focused on to complete a project, I want you to click off the email on your desktop so you don't get distracted. Put the focus on your phone for an hour and block 30 minutes and see where you are. It's a game changer, my friend. And for those of you that are like, ah, I can't do that. The kids need to get a hold of me. Here's what I want to tell you. Bullshit. You can do it because when you go to the focus app on your phone or the do not disturb or whatever personal time, whatever you want to set, 
you can let certain people through. So I say, you can do it, my friend. And the third thing that I've done that has allowed me to be more present at the end of the day with blows that I love is Michael and I, we had always done a pretty good job of putting our phones away and putting them in a basket for dinner. However, what has changed is that I now put the do not disturb on. No dings, no phone calls, nothing to distract me from having just one hour with the man that I love. And in a world where everyone else has had access to me all day long, 60 minutes with him is feasible, is feasible. And again, for those of you that are sitting there thinking, I don't, I can't do that. I need to be, they need to reach me. You can set it so certain phone calls can come through. And to all my overachievers out there that are thinking, this is great. I'm going to block the time in my calendar. I'm going to remove all my notifications. My do not disturb is going on. Blah, 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 blah. All I want you to do is pick one thing and try it. Try turning off the notifications to the one app. Try committing to an end time and keeping it. Try putting the do not disturb on for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or 60 minutes, whatever you think you can commit to and see how you show up at the dinner table for your family, for your kids, for your partner, for you. In a world where everyone has had access to you all day long, here's to creating rituals in your life that support having you in the driver's seat. I want to leave you with this. These words that Michael shared with me the other week, and it was just felt like a big hug. And I hope it feels like a big hug and a permission slip to you. The world, the world does not need access to you 24-7. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making the time to be here. And most importantly, for taking the first step in investing in yourself. Do me, do yourself, do your tribe a solid. And if you liked what you heard here today, please share this with three members of your tribe that would benefit from this content. I have started these beautiful text chains with text chains with friends of mine with content that elevates us. And I think in a world where it is so easy to go to the negative how great it is to share content with each other, especially when it is around putting power back into your own life. If you feel inclined, please comment. Please rate the podcast. It does make a difference in sharing our community with the world. Till next time, my friend, carry on with intention.